0: Betting preview podcast from pregame.com. Pregame.com. Broadcasting straight from the Las Vegas Strip.
1: Vegas, baby.
0: With your host, RJ Bell. I saw him on ESPN.
1: Can I call Marco Daddy? VR seems wild.
0: Welcome to the Sports Betting Preview Show, a pregame.com podcast. I'm Marco D'Angelo, joined by my partner in crime, Vegas Runner. We're going to take a look at the Western Conference Finals, the Phoenix Suns at the LA Lakers. VR, give me the numbers like you always do. All right, we have a series
1: price out. The Lakers are minus 330 to win this series in advance to the NBA Finals. The take back on Phoenix is around plus 290. For game one in LA, Lakers opened up seven point home favorite, total 212. As of today, it's down to six, and the totals dropped down to 210.5. So there's some respect on this Phoenix team, and definitely for the unders. So, I mean, we've been seeing some defense in the West, so I wasn't surprised at that move, to be honest with you, especially since when you look at their series. During the regular season, you have two overs. I believe you have two unders. So, I mean, as far as the total, I'm not too surprised. But as far as the line, Phoenix is starting to get some respect because L.A. blew them away. When they played in L.A. during the regular season, the lines were a lot higher than six.
0: The first two meetings, uh, Lakers were minus seven and a half, blew them out, and then played them a second time and were minus nine and a half and blew them out again. Now, the key, though, in those two meetings, first of all, they've played four times. Lakers have won three of the four. Three of the four games were played before the first of the year. Correct. Phoenix played much better the second half of the season than they did at the beginning of the season. Phoenix actually was one of the best teams in the NBA down the second half of the season. Really, what I find amazing going into this Western Conference Finals is the fact that both of these teams are coming in off of four-game sweeps. sweeps. Yeah. Now, listen to this when I say this, because this is, and I'll be honest with you, I I don't know about you, but I killed it in round one. Round two, I I struggled in the playoffs in round two. I'm there with you. Coming into
1: May, I was sitting on top of the world. It looked so easy. It was like stealing throughout the line, pull something in every day. But as soon as that second round started, you're absolutely right,
0: Mark. When and To me, the West has been the biggest problem. Oh, I'm sure. And when you have the sweeps, it's going to hurt my style of handicapping. I'm not a, a you know a straight zigzag handicapper. It just changes so much. You, you just you don't expect no. you don't expect the sweeps. And when I say what I'm about to say, it puts it in its proper perspective. The West this year top to bottom from the number 1 seed to the number 8 seed seven games Separ- separated. exactly seven games in the east there was a 20 game swing Between from top to bottom and, yeah so you could see a sweep in the east, east not in the west exactly
1: especially marco <clears> in the second round you know in the first round sometimes you got number 1 versus number 8 you know they get it over with quickly in advance that's understandable now we're in the second round. We're we're right before the Western Conference
0: Finals, you know, and these teams are sweeping. Which did you find more impressive as far as the sweep? Phoenix over San Antonio or the Lakers over Utah? To be honest with you, I think Phoenix over San Antonio.
1: Reason being, San Antonio has experienced. They play playoff style basketball. They came into the playoffs at peaking at the time. You know the way they played the first round. Exactly. I really expected them to. Even when they went down two nothing, I didn't think they were going to come back to win the series. I, I I felt Phoenix, and I felt Phoenix was the better team, but I did not see a sweep coming at all, Marco. And I did bet Phoenix <clears throat> plus the points in that game, final game three four. But still, I
0: thought San Antonio deep down would be able to pull out a win. I agree with you. I think the Phoenix sweep is the more impressive. Um, ironically enough, I felt San Antonio played better the two games in Phoenix Correct. than they did at home, and, and it, exactly. it actually looked like you know the, they were in the games at Phoenix and you know just faded late. That you thought coming back home, you know, with the crowd, with the veteran leadership, you know, with Duncan and Ginobili and that everybody, did not get swept. <laughs> Where with
1: the Utah, they were having issues with Kirilenko, they were having. Boo- you know, there there was some injury issues. You know, I wasn't as shocked. I, I thought Utah too, because they have such a strong home court. Right, they wouldn't lose. They wouldn't games. lose back to back at home. But again, I think the 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 more shocking one was the Phoenix over San Antonio going into this series. I'll be honest with you, I think that price is inflated. I think there's a lot of value on Phoenix. I'm contemplating taking it and thinking that because it's so much plus, yeah, it's a good plus price. Maybe later I could even earn from this series because I really think they could give the Lakers problems. They don't have the size or the height, so they're going to have to shoot well. That's the problem. When you face the Lakers, you're not going to get second chance opportunities. They're too big. But looking at my ratings, I got them as close to nose to nose at the wire as you could get between these teams.
0: Well, um, looking at this, you know, obviously coming off the two sweeps, the question that's got to be asked, uh, because the timetable's the same for both. They're going to be off the sure, same amount sure. of time. Which does the time off favor? I have a strong opinion of uh, who I think it favors. I think it totally
1: favors the Lakers. Number Absolutely. one, Kobe gets to heel a little bit. Um, Bynum, who always has issues, they get the rest. Um, also, more importantly, Phoenix is, they play a style of basketball that you need to have rhythm. And when you take a long break... It's easy to lose that momentum and lose that rhythm. Done. If they were a defensive type of team, it's different. Rest is good. Now you could be more physical. You're not bruised. But when you're a running gun type of offense, you got to stay. It's just like them bowl teams, Marco, right. that were putting up 65 points. They're off for a month. And all of a
0: sudden, you know, it's a 13-14 final in a bowl game. Yeah, the situation, and I agree with you 100% everything you just said in, in going to Phoenix, not only because of their style, but because of the way they're playing. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is when you've got all the momentum in the world is to stop. Exactly. And Phoenix, think about this. They or nearly perfect in the playoffs. They only have two losses, but listen to the two losses. The first game of the playoffs, when I think they got caught by surprise when they played the first game at home against Portland, Portland had the injury to Brandon Roy and everything. I think they just oh, felt they had, they had, they had, they they had just to just up show up again, and win. Yeah. Then the only other game they lost in the playoffs was that Game where Brandon Roy, you know, shades of Walt Frazier, yeah, yeah, flipping yeah, yeah, out of the locker, back, where, yeah. you know, came out in that. I think it was Game Four in and, Portland, uh, and you had the crowd yeah, crazy. That, game. You, that, that yeah. was the only two games, and other than yeah. that, it's just been Phoenix domination. And, so, and what I wanted to
1: ask hey, your opinion because you're real good at gauging public perception and the stock of a team. Their stock is on the rise, obviously. Absolutely. Everyone's talking
0: about them. But does the series price reflect that? I, I think, think about it. First of all, it's the Lakers, and we're coming up. We've got about a minute and a half to wrap up. The Lakers are a public perception team no matter so what. To, you're you're so you're going to pay a so price. Much gotcha. You're going to pay a price for them. Think about it. You've got the number one seed, the defending world champions, And you're laying coming off a sweep, coming off a sweep, laying three thirty. I mean, that's where where, where we just
1: saw Cavs minus twenty five
0: hundred in the first round against the team.
1: I think you're right, and I think what you're trying Mm. to say is if there's if the Phoenix stock wasn't so much on the rise we might be looking at minus 500. You might be.
0: Exactly. So maybe the value isn't there. Yeah, I haven't I haven't stepped up well, to be honest with you. I'm going to step up and give I mean, we're You're several days taste. away. We're we're taping on uh, Thursday and I forgot to tell you to see who was going to have a free pick, but I do have an opinion for game 1 to give it. And uh, we're going to go with the under in game 1. Like it. And it's going to go to just what you said. First of all, they've played high-scoring games the last few games. Both the Lakers and Phoenix have been scoring a over point. 100. Actually, they've been you know, averaging around 110 points a game. Each, each. And yeah. Phoenix did that against San Antonio, which when you think of San Antonio, you think defense. You think sure. defense. So I think the public's going to look for the over. I think in this first game, because they're rested, they're out of rhythm, I think the value is in the under in the first game. It makes
1: sense. When you look at the season series, they were all up around 220. Mm-hmm. And the oddsmakers know people are going to look to bet over, so I think that says a lot by them to bring it out this low and then
0: have it get steamed even lower. Right. I agree with you there. I so, like the under. So let's we'll make it We're a half, ha- we'll make it a half a free pick for both of us. Both of us agree on the under in game one. I think it'll be a great series. That was the Phoenix Lakers. We'll be back with segment two. He's Vegas Runner. I'm Marco D'Angelo, and remember, you can always download and listen to all of our podcasts at iTunes. Just search for Pregame dot. You'll be able to find our whole library of podcasts.
1: For the best deals from trusted sportsbooks, visit pregameaction.com.
0: This is segment two. I'm your host, Marco D'Angelo, along with Vegas Runner. We're going to take a look at, well, it's either going to be game seven, Boston-Cleveland, or we'll be previewing the Eastern Conference Finals, Orlando Orlando and Boston. And And, uh, so obviously, you know, we're taping on Thursday. Game six is yet to be played. It's played tonight. And, uh, you know, just briefly, I mean, to Cleveland Cavaliers,
1: Tuesday night. Huge disappointment. I mean, you're supposed to show up for game five. And it looks to me like they just... excuse me, expect that LeBron's going to take over the game and win it for
0: him, and if he's not on, no one knows what to do. That was, you know, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I grew up in Pittsburgh. I didn't have, an, you know, an NBA team, so the Cleveland Cavaliers right, were, were, right. were my adopted NBA, you know, team, and I made several trips to Cleveland to watch, you know, watch LeBron play in that. If that was the last game... For LeBron James in in, Cle- in Cleveland in a Cavalier uniform, that's just a Worse sad way to go. Thrown in, interception. <laughs> bad bad way to go out. I, I mean, I will tell you what, you know, to hear the boos that were echoing through the arena, and I, I mean, I swear, at one point, I heard crickets in yeah. the arena. Uh, hypothetically,
1: Boston should advance. Okay, I mean, historically, a team that's up three two wins 75% of the series. It's 28 sample size. They're 21-7. and seven. The road team, which is the Celtics, road team for the series, up 3-2, should close it out 75% of the time. Hypothetically, if Cleveland forces a game seven, which is what we're going to discuss, I truly don't think they deserve to play Orlando. I think Boston's the
0: better team. Well, here's the thing, and and this is going to be all in in hypothetical talk because we don't know who's going to advance, but if they force a game seven and go back to Cleveland, does the fact that Boston beat them by 30-some points mean anything for Boston coming back in there? Was it lip service from Kevin Garnett after game 5 i mean you want to say the right things when you're you're talking about your opponent because you don't want to give them any fuel to the sure, fire sure and he said we go back to boston we are treating game 6 like it's game 7 yeah, because course. we don't want to come back to well, they cleveland because they've won
1: two straight now in cleveland they won game 2 and they won game 5 and they know probability isn't good that you're going to go on the road into a hostile environment and beat that same team three times there. So obviously tonight is the game for Boston, and they really do need to close it out or else Game 7, Probabilities change. Once again, Cleveland becomes the favorite.
0: Anything happens. History becomes their on their ally because history has said historically get game 7's game seven at, at home. That's why that's why you fight for home field advantage.
1: In case it does get to a game seven, no. you want to be at homing and that's where you want to play it. Don't game mention seven. that
0: to the Washington Capitals and or the Pittsburgh of, Penguins sure, sure. because there's, those are two teams that were heavy favorites that lost game sevens.
1: And, 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 and Cleveland will again become a favorite. Strangely enough, if you like Cleveland, what you need to do, honestly, is not even bet them today, not even bet them tomorrow when they play two days from now whenever. Bet them today to win the series. Boston's minus 200 right now to win this series. I think That's actually, since the 75% chance, that to me looks like value taken. Because you
0: know. if they force the game seven, and plus the fact that the line tonight, you know, it's not a case if you take Cleveland plus the points exactly because the lines one and a half or one. Um, that, that's a very good point because then you've got history on your side. Because they're going to be seven. a big favorite come right. game seven. Let's, let's fast forward. Forget game seven, you know, for the moment. But if if, if they do force a game seven, history says that they should advance. Close it out, sure. Of course, that's a different story with the points spread, <laughs> and we got to see what what, what line they play out. Sure, but let's move forward to who's gonna who's gonna go to face Orlando. And I gotta say, if Cleveland does manage a miracle and win two in a row against Boston, you gotta wonder what do they have left for Orlando? For Orlando, they've got to be spent
1: going into the first. Especially when Orlando has the confidence they beat this team last year. This year, they got Jameer Nelson. A healthy. They had Jameer Nelson, but he wasn't healthy exactly. last year. Exactly. He, he, he did nothing for them. And, and believe it or season. not,
0: a guy that's really helping out right now, you know, is Vince Carter. I mean, here's a guy that has had it been, huge. Have been a, a huge bust in the playoffs. His Holker. Sure. Now you've got some that because Vince Carter's not the go-to guy. No, no, he hey, doesn't I, have to. Uh, who is? That's the good. That's what I love about Orlando. Who is the go-to guy?
1: Is it Dwight Howard? You know, is it Jameer Nelson? What? Is it Vince Carter?
0: You know, in the last game where they blew out Atlanta again, right, right? Orlando, look at the breakdown: Rasheed Lewis, seventeen points; Dwight Howard, thirteen; Vince Carter, twenty-two; Jameer Nelson, sixteen. That's what I'm saying. Any given night, this 12. team could beat you. Right. That's why I say right now:
1: Western Conference, Eastern Conference. This is the best team in basketball. I think so. I'm hoping their stock don't go too high and I can't make money off them, but I really do think so, Marco. I said it coming in. I, I like this Orlando team and I was getting a lot of flack because of what Vince Carter is going to make the difference. No, I really thought Jameer Nelson will be huge because Cleveland has trouble against teams with good point guards and he's as good of a point guard as you're going to get and I thought you know, Cleveland would be the team they face. So I, I leaned Orlando and I think Orlando should be a favorite over anyone. I hope they meet Cleveland because Cleveland has such a percentage. Around
0: them, that's where you'll get you'll the get, value. Exactly, you'll get the, Boston, I don't think we will. You'll get the value against Cleveland, and, and let's you know, most likely, it is going to be Boston that moves on. Sure. You know, if it is Boston, what about them? You know, was it did. Beating Cleveland, you know, yeah, satisfied. Is, is, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and I know that's that's hard to say, but you know what happens, and I don't mean that they're satisfied that they don't want to win. The, the, you always the, want to win, but when you beat LeBron, the team, you know? when you beat the team that you think you have to beat to, to win it all, there's yeah. a mental a, a mental letdown, and you know. That's the beauty of the, the seven game series. But if you go in and you know, you start the series out 0-2 because you're still right. you're still flat from the last series, it's you know you're in you're trouble, just, exactly.
1: And that's why I think Orlando has a a a huge edge going in. They're sitting back, they're scouting, they've gotten a chance to watch both teams play each other game by game in, in the luxury of their own home, relaxing, resting. They're only the sixth team in NBA history. To be 8-0 going into the finals. Six teams. You know, five other teams have done this, so this is how good this team is. When you you know put them in relation to NBA playoff history, be, being and a Philly, yeah, they don't get respect. Being a
0: Philly boy, you, you yeah, gotta, gotta remember that. Yeah, yeah. You gotta remember the Moses Malone yeah. four four four. I <laughs> oh, that, that parade. I oh, that, that parade. Nineteen eighty-three. Uh, for that. One. That was that was great stuff. But uh, I gotta agree with you. So you know, talking, we don't know what the series sure, price should sure. be, but there's no question, Orlando's. Going to have a huge advantage over either, either team that yes. they play right now. Current form, and it's just it's going to be a war. I think mentally, Boston. If they advance, they come out from that series with you know a little bit of overconfidence and, and cockiness, knocking He's off the best, Yeah, and if it is Cleveland scratching their way back, it is going to take so much out of this team to be extended to, good to team, be extended yeah. to seven games. Uh, you know.
1: It's You're right. The Magic are in a, in a great position to get back to the finals and get their rematch against the Lakers. It, you know, it's looking that way. Will you get the Lakers moving on. <laughs> I don't know. I said yeah. I like Phoenix, but I don't know. You know, I know Phoenix. It's going to yeah, be a great. It's going to be a great series. I don't series. know.
0: I'll be honest. Well, there you have it. You know, we had to kind of tiptoe in this segment because we really don't know what's, sure, what's sure. happening, but we, cool. gave you, we gave you a ton of information that you can use for whichever way it sets up Game 7 or, you know, the start of Boston and Orlando. So that's been Segment 2. We're going to be back with Segment 3. We're going to talk a little bit of hypothetical stuff in NBA handicapping, kind of, uh, you know, a how-to talking about these series and different games. So Be sure to check out the next segment. We'll be right back with segment three. Welcome to the Sports Betting Preview Show, a pregame.com podcast. I'm your host, Marco D'Angelo, joined with Vegas Runner. We're going to talk about NBA playoff handicapping. We're going to talk about mid-series and what to do when it looks like one of the teams has thrown in the towel. And, you know, the beauty of VR of, you know, playoff format is that two teams get to play a seven-game series, it's a best-of-seven, uh, the race-to-four wins, and, each game is a different handicap i mean when you know you start the series out you know you play two at home then you go two on the road you know there's that mentality in those first two games that the mission of the road team is to try Still to steal one, sure. steal one game and grab home court advantage sure. and when, as a handicapper, you've got to adjust on the fly to each game because different things happen. You know, the lines really don't change normally. They're not
1: supposed that, to change adjust all that much from one result to the next to the next. But there
0: is one area where you will see a Significant huge line up, move. Sure. And you know, it's whenever a team is up three oh. And Vegas, you know, automatically knows that the public puts the fork, so to speak, in that team sure. down 3 nothing, And, you know, what is your take on that situation? You know, it's something that, you know, you don't see sweeps yeah. that often, but when, when the situation arises, there's that temptation to just automatically take the favorite and forget about
1: it. Here's the difficulty, Marco. When a team's up 3 nothing, they're going to win the series. I mean, in all sports combined... When there's a seven-game series, I'm talking NHL, Major League Baseball, NBA. When a team was up three games to none, okay, all the playoffs, they've gone on to win that series 275 times, lost it three times, okay? More times than not, you're up three-not and you're winning the series, okay? The problem I have as a handicapper is, I know the probability is this team's going to advance. But now we're looking at game four. And like you said, sweeps aren't all that common, but they do happen. As a professional better, my job, my success comes from finding value. We wake up every day and we look at the board and we try to find what price did the odds makers either make a mistake or put out a number to try to balance action that isn't a true reflection of what the number should be. So that's what we're programmed to do, to be winning sports bettors, to find value and grab it. Unfortunately, we know that game four, the team that's down 3-0, that's where the value is going to be. Unfortunately, they don't come through enough to make it a good bet. But you're so programmed as a professional better to have blinders on, don't have an opinion, you know, don't have emotion. Just like a computer, like a robot, grab value, grab value, grab value. Long term, right. you're going to win more bets than you lose. You're going to make a living betting sports. That's what we've all been taught. That's what we've been told. That, that, that's the, 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 the golden, you know, the, the, the key to being a professional sports better. So now you have to change for game four. I have trouble doing that,
0: man. It, it is. Now, do you think that there... If you try to handicap the game fours, and again, now you're handicapping, you know, effort. You know, it's hard enough handicapping when you're handicapping talent, statistics, but when you gotta, you know, factor in, is a team gonna try? That you're in uncharted water. You don't. You don't know till they tip that opening tip whether that team's gonna show up or not.
1: Especially when they're already taught. To say all the right things, you know. No locker rooms telling you we gave up. Right. Nobody's going to say it's over. They're all going to. You're going to hear all the right things come out of the locker room. We're going to make a series. We're going to defend our home it's court like
0: one game at a time. One it's game a at a time. We need easy. that first win. You know. You've you've been around longer than I have. Well, you know. There's, there's the other theory that you know you go back to especially you know when it's three zero and you're playing game four and it the team that's up three zero is the road team. There, it's the pride factor comes in. You Nobody wants at it home. Sure. You don't want somebody celebrating on your home floor. And do you think that when you're doing it as a handicapper? And I know, you know, I have a tendency because you try to think things out. You, sure. you you know, when you're a handicapper, you look at numbers, but you also got to look at hands. You to it. try to read and it you, wrap, out. Sure. you wrap your mind around it. And to me, when I'm thinking of those type of situations. I'm looking at a veteran ball club, and you're going to think that a veteran ball club is going to have more pride and more poise that they don't want to be embarrassed. Where a young team that doesn't know how to win is going to be easier to quit. quit. I mean, you know, I go back and think to the you know the series, uh, you know, the year they went on to win the World Series, but the the Red Sox and the Yankees. I mean, the Yankees were always their nemesis. That was the the you know. Their arch rival, the team the that, team knocked, that, that knocked them out, winning a championship, knocked ever. them out all the time, and then once again they were down in that series, and yet one game at a time, one game at a time, couple shots of vodka, the, <laughs> they they they, <laughs> they, won, they won that series and went on to win the World Series. Um, so it can happen. It's very unlikely, like you said, with the numbers that you quoted, but you know, it if team if there's a lot of sweeps in the playoffs. I'm going to get hard as a handicapper. Me too. It, it, what this season has taught me, though, Marco,
1: is that maybe we need to adjust what we think the number should be based on the type of team that's down 3 nothing. And I think that's, that's what I need to start doing as a handicapper, to start categorizing it, like you said, veteran team or a young team, and see do they perform differently under these conditions. Because this year it seems like it's the veteran teams that have said, let's not even attempt it and you know try to win again. Because, yeah. I mean, it's been the San Antonios, the, the Atlantas, who are teams that have been years in the making. And you would think these teams are not going to just give up. But it, I think that maybe – you know, that approach may not be correct. It might be these mature teams are the ones that know. They've been around long enough to know we're not going to win this series. Do we really want to go back out on the road for one more day? Young, t- t- young ball club, they don't know better. They don't, young, know dumb that, and don't know <laughs> that historically we're not going to win this series. You know what I mean? So I, I, you might have to take it on an individual case-by-case basis. But I think as a handicapper, I need to start looking more at the team that's down three nothing, and the type of chem- type of character the team has, because that's what it, I think it comes down to in game four. Character, we've seen mm-hmm. if when you quit, you get blown out. When you give effort, you know you go it out on your
0: sword, like they
1: say on your shield, you know
0: and these teams that get on those runs and you know an experience you know that they're in that three nothing you know position um, when you're talking in the playoffs and you know and again when you get to the NBA finals it's different because when it's done it's done sure. but as you're in the other rounds rest is important it's been a long season and if you do have the opportunity to close somebody out do it. you know i think the veteran clubs that are up 3 nothing. Realize that, you
1: know... Let's not give them any hope. Let's you know, take advantage of the extra rest. You're absolutely
0: right. Come, come out, establish it early in that first quarter, take the crowd out of the game immediately, and you know, and, and end this thing, take care of business. And and I think maybe that is the changing of the guard, you know, to look at these things moving forward. Yeah, because get-
1: the odds makers are adjusting. I mean, let's tell it like it is. They're giving the team down 3 nothing all the line value in the world. They're trying at least to get them an ATS cover. Mm-hmm. I mean, the lines they're throwing out there when a team's down 3 nothing, they're doing what they could to get the dog the cover. It's just not going that way it's not happening and i think it, that's what it comes down to what you just said
0: and, and i think that what's going to happen is that you know in recent years when they have been burnt by the three nothing team you know sweeping that vegas is going to continue to adjust to adjust and, and it's going and it's, and to it's, and it's, and it's going to tempt us even more exactly
1: since we, we are trained to look for value right. And that's where the difficulty comes in. But again, this is a great concept, a great topic. And you have to stop and ask yourself, do I do this to make money? If I do, then I know it's a long-term investment. If it's a long-term investment, then I know I can't look at short-term results. So you got to grab the value. Take your lumps like a man, and know as long as you know how to isolate value in the long run, you're going to make some money. You know, that's uh, the most you could hope for. I that's
0: think. it. It comes back to you know, you want to buy low, sell high. Yeah. It's it's like stocks, and you know that's what we're here to do. And uh, if you're going to be successful, you know you got to believe in what you're doing, even when you hit some rocky roads. You know, it's going to happen. But if you know your long term expectations are profitable with the theories and angles and, and systems, whatever it is that you use to get to your final destination to place your bet, if you believe in it, use it yeah you, you have to trust it long term so I mean you know this is one of those you know segments where we're talking a lot of theory sure. you know not actual straight nuts and bolts handicapping but uh, we got to wrap this up he's a Vegas runner I'm Marco d'Angelo thanks for free real-time odds lines and scores visit pregamelines.com Welcome to This Week in Vegas, A Better's View. I'm Marco D'Angelo, joined by my partner in crime, Vegas Runner. As we do each and every week, we talk about what's going on here in Vegas, what's happening in our lives, talking about sports. Now, we were absent last week because I was away. It was my honeymoon. Uh, on vacation. The, on vacation, at the beach for a week. And you know what? Did you have a good time? I, I had a good time, but I was at the beach for a week... And I come back to Vegas, and I hear the weather really wasn't that great while I was gone. <laughs> and, you know, it wasn't that warm, and it was overcast a couple of days. Very cloudy, it? windy,
1: even rainy, some would say. So, like, where'd you get the tan, dude? Savage tan.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if you guys can really see. My a traveling it. of my own. <laughs> Uh, You've
1: been hiding out on me somewhere. Ah, yeah, the way I the way I've been picking games. Yeah, <laughs> I've I been kicked out of the country. I, I've been cold, Marco. I needed you back, brother. Uh, well, first first uh,
0: was your vacation. Was it? Was it nice? It, the honeymoon. Honeymoon nice. was great. Uh, we went. Uh, had a nice. You know, time. actually, uh, yeah, I had a great time. Uh, you know, funny thing, I actually put a thread up in the forums. You know, guess where Marco's at? Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. See, yeah. you know, we gave twenty five dollars away, and I said, it's you know. It's really easy to think about. And it it was quick. Guys got it pinpointed pretty quick to what part of the country was. Because, you know, what I was doing is I was doing my handicapping early because I was on the East Coast. Sure, sure. So, and uh, I was, you know, up and I did the post early. So the first guy that came in is, you know, he's somewhere on the East Coast because, you know, I had an early thread. And uh, they pinpointed, they got it pinpointed to Florida. And they got it to Florida quick. But it took them a long time to get to Marco Island. To get to Marco Island, and I, and I said, when you you, you stop and think it's about it, it's not that well known. That's
1: why it's a beautiful place. My wife is gone actually. I haven't been there, and it's a beautiful place from what I hear. It, it's, it's just not that well known yeah, because it, you know Florida is what it is.
0: Right. It's just below Naples. If, if anybody's more familiar with Naples, and uh, it's uh, just a, a beautiful little. It's a little island. Is all it is. You you, you cross the bridge and get right, over right it, and, and, and it's great, laid back, and we were right on the beach, and uh, I had a great time, great situation. Now you're uh, ready to go. Ready to go, I tell you. The biggest thing that I had to adjust to is you know you know us out here. In Vegas. Sure, it's twenty four seven. Sure, I mean
1: you you want to something at two in the morning? Yeah, you, you want a steak dinner, yeah. whatever it is, whatever you you're want it. All so
0: right, a, I they, you know the no rest one <laughs> understands
1: that unless you lived here for a while and then you go elsewhere and you see how inconvenienced you are compared to Vegas because here, honestly, there's something 24 hours for everything and regardless, I mean, if you want to go buy a suit at four in the morning, Mm. there's a men's store that's open, Mm. you know, for that purpose, no matter what you could get it here. The, when you go
0: elsewhere, sometimes the, it's like nine, ten o'clock. The restaurants by. closed, you know, I'd say 30% of them were closing at 9, and 70% of sure. the other were closed at 10. Sure. It, it's like, you know, if you want to do like dinner and a movie, you know, you're going to the matinee to, yeah, <laughs> to get yeah, dinner sure, and a movie. Sure. With. But it it was a great time. And uh, now you're ready you to know, get back in. Ready to, to go. Uh, nice trip with, you, Liv, Liv, revive, the way, you know, with the, you know, she, you know, when the, Vacation, the honeymoon was over. Uh, you know, Lori was. Uh, you know, she she quoted uh, Roberto Duran. She said, "No moss, no moss." <laughs> you know, I'm not, that's all I'm saying. You know, I. You know, I'm just. You know, I don't know. But when she got back, the first day, she had to schedule a, um, an appointment at the chiropractor. So I don't know. So it was a nice week. <laughs> So we did good. uh, I've been ice cold, man. The playoffs.
1: uh, I've been ice cold. I'm not going to lie. I came into May, Marco, (laughs) so hyped up, like 70 units up for the year, saying Mm -hmm. this is one of the quickest out of the gates Mm -hmm. years for me. And I know with baseball, I always kill it. And then football ahead, I was like, I'm thinking this is – Record year for me, and now even though I'm still up for the year, it seems like it takes the wind out. Of it yourself. does, man. It really does, and it, and it hasn't been an extended losing streak. It's all happened in like a seven to ten day period.
0: Well, I mean, for me, I got off to the NBA playoffs. I, I hit my first You're seven. On five. I hit my first seven playoff games, and then you know now you know uh, I've you know I'm still up for the playoffs. Sure. I'm 14 and 10, but the second round's been the a second round. Sure. The second round has been a 2nd the 2nd round has been rough, the, the rest was the roughest um, you know the the sweeps, the two sweeps and I'll give a plug, we did a, another podcast where we talked about handicapping these different three series and, yeah. and, and how the series has changed from game to game and especially one those ones goes that up three, 3 nothing. Up so be sure to check that out and also while I'm doing some promotional plugs be sure to check out, I'll be doing my Preakness podcast and if make you're doing some anything, money on your last one if, if you're doing anything with the horses, you know the Preakness, you know, I'll break down, like I did in the Derby, several contenders, and I'll tell you, you know, I'll give you a couple good horses I to look at. I the last one. And then, you know, obviously I'll make my decision Saturday on what my pay pick's going to be. But, you know, the pay pick was one of the horses I gave out in the podcast, and, uh... It, I gave two long shots in the podcast. We ended up actually using the one long shot as our paid pick. And uh, although we did not win the Derby, we did finish second in betting got a nice price. Betting a hundred dollars across the board on Icebox, a three hundred dollar investment brought back nine hundred yeah, and sixty dollars. Yeah, it could be so worse. That's yeah. a six. That's a six hundred sixty right. dollar yeah, profit. I, I, so the first thing I did today it's, is ask you who you like. Uh, you know, well, I'll give you the final call. Yeah. Of, Friday I know, night. I know. Yeah. I, know. Uh, I got
1: your couples that you. You love. got the preview. Up. He's on. From what I've been catching from
0: other horse it's players, like, yeah, we're all, we're all over it. I'm like a flyer yeah, on yeah, you know he's what. All, he's, <laughs> all it. he's all over. He's all over. So be sure to check that out. But back to the basketball. Uh, you know, the second round. I'll be glad to, the second round. Dan, yeah. We're me taping too. on. Let's get to these
1: conference finals, baby. Yeah. We're
0: we're, we're taping on Thursday, so we don't know. Um, what the Eastern Conference Finals going to be yet? Uh, Boston, they're playing Orlando. game. They're, they're playing game six tonight in Boston, and definitely, you know, the Celtics have the edge, it, have an it, edge. They got four, wow. two games to win one. You know, how bad d- did Cleveland look on Tuesday yeah. night? They've lost twice at home, and in twice to back badly. Yeah, yeah, badly. Bad. Not embarrassing.
1: just losing. embarrassing. So, embarrassing. Like, I can see losing on a, a three pointer at the end of the game. But I mean, Boston's just annihilated them on their own
0: home. Let, let me ask you this Is there any way that LeBron James comes back to Cleveland next year?
1: I keep hearing that he's coming back. Like, now that people are saying they're probably not going to win the championship, I mean, we all know they're definitely not the best team in the NBA right now. Sure. I've got to give that to Orlando, Lakers, Phoenix, yeah. before Cleveland. This right is not now. like it is. Boston might be even better than Cleveland. I mean, Chicago, Chicago gave them a right. Exactly, exactly. So as of right now, Cleveland's probably not going to win the NBA championship. And they're still saying that supposedly LeBron's gonna go back. I don't see it. He's twenty five, Marco. He's so young. Like the best part of his career is is now ahead of him. He don't need this thing in Cleveland. Why not go test the waters? I mean dude, people don't Kobe's been in the league over ten years now. Yeah. I mean, Kobe's been now almost what thirteen years. Kobe didn't score twenty points a game till his third season. Kobe averaged eight and eight and a half points his first two years. LeBron averaged twenty eight his second. So the guy's incredible,
0: but I think it's time for him to move on. He's not going to win it with this team. Dude. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look good. And we're in the final minutes, so I'll, I'll wrap this up. And what I saw. You know, if you are that true leader, the true champion, the true passion, everything, no matter what the scoreboard says, you're out there on that floor giving everything you, don't you got. don't have the killer instinct, dude. He's and a it, nice guy, dude. It, it, you don't have I that Kobe
1: and, 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 and Michael Jordan madness about him. As much as people might not like Kobe or might not like Jordan, when they got on the court, they're killers, dude. Yeah. They want to win. They want to annihilate you. They want to embarrass you, and they want to beat you. It just don't seem like LeBron has that killer instinct. You know, he enjoys, he loves to play the game. He's as talented as anyone ever was that touched the basketball. But there's just that one side that's missing. Maybe he wasn't... Maybe maybe the the elbow's hurt more than we all know. He should well, have been so, raised in the ghetto is what it is. He <laughs> a little more toughness in him. He don't have that, that killer instinct. I think, uh, has he had a privileged life and we don't know? Well, he...
0: We'll see what happens here. I hat, just hope, but he ain't tough.: It just it? would be hard to swallow that that was his last game in Cleveland to go out that way in front of the home crowd. Just but, like Favre. you know. drawing <laughs> in the wrong team. Hey, he's Vegas runner. I'm Marco D'Angelo. This has been this week in Vegas. We'll be back next week. Special teaser. We're not going to say what it is, but we've got a special guest lined up next week. And we'll for this week. Be Tanner. <laughs> we'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for watching.